All right, let's do this. I'm Euro. I'm Chris. This is this Fork is Bomb. Fork Bomb. Today's uh, December twentieth, two thousand sixteen, and uh, today we're talking about what if BBSs were the only internet available? Internet, like what you would use to to connect and do everything online, but you had to use only BBS systems. So I I think that um, well, first let me introduce our guest. <laughs> Today we have a special guest, uh, Eric Renfro from Decker 7 BBS. Please introduce yourself, sir. I'm Eric Renfro, a.k.a. Sijack from Decker 7, running my BBS since the early 1990s. <laughs> Still running it today. It's amazing. Um, so I think for our audience, uh, maybe some people won't know what a BBS is. Um, so I figured we'd, we'd introduce to them what uh, a BBS is. Um, sure. Maybe some of our listeners uh, weren't weren't even born when when BBSs were around or were a thing, so um, just figured we would let them know. A uh, uh, brief history. Who wants yeah. to take a stab at it? Well, I've been in the business for a long time, so <laughs> um, a bulletin board system, aka a BBS, is basically an old uh, pre-internet. A system that you would originally dial into with a analog modem and in fact the earliest modem was a handset recorder that you would pick up your handset and put it on two little cups that would listen to your your phone <laughs> through the analog signals um, but I didn't start back in that day <laughs> um, it had uh, the biggest thing about it was is that they had forums that where people could talk to each other, um, information, files, all sorts of things that you could do with them, including for larger systems, uh, you could actually chat with multiple people at the same time. Which in this, that day and age, that was awesome. <laughs> it still is awesome to me. So, I was blown away. So it should probably be noted um, for people that grew up in a. A graphical environment that BBSs were primarily text, were entirely text, are entirely text. Um, despite that, there was there's an artistic side to it known as ASCII porn, ANSI art. Actually, not ASCII, but or ANSI. That. And it's well, there is porn in it, but there are lots of uh, <laughs> lots of uh, ANSI pictures. Um, I don't fully understand the difference between ASCII and ANSI, though. I'm guessing it's just the the uh, the uh, character set. ANSI is much more primitive. Well, I can answer that question for you. Um, ANSI is actually the color systems. Um, so ASCII is just plain text, no no special coloring or anything like that. And the ANSI adds uh, color, uh, the sixteen colors of the, the the yeah the very basic sixteen colors. Plus, it also had uh, movement characters so you could move the, the cursor back and forth to different places so you could actually do what was called ansimation as well which was an animation out of ansi Nifty. Wow. yeah so I, I did not know that now that we have a um, brief introduction of what bbs's are and what they do um, those things being being able to message back and forth, uh, primitive instant messaging, primitive email, 
and uh, primitive forum software and also some precursors to social networking like one-liners sitting on a wall for all to see. The main topic of this isn't a history of bulletin board systems. It's a speculation on what if the internet never happened and we got up what to if? BBSs and we stopped there. Um, something happened. We now live in the Mad Max era where somehow all we have is ample gasoline and phone lines, but not and much power, else. And houses, you know, food, shelter. <laughs> just, just, just no internet. So BBSs was the thing. After we get done raving in the desert, uh, we check our email on BBSs. I remember those days. <laughs> raving in the desert? Not on the desert, but going logging into the BBS to download all the messages in, in what was called Quick, QWK, mm-hmm. and then reading them offline so, because you had time limits on BBSs, <laughs> right. and then replying to everything that I wanted to, and then logging back in and uploading everything all over again. <laughs> so, so it was a very slow process. <laughs> I bet. Since it was I, entirely um, phone and modem-based, and people would people and businesses would run their own, it was all self-contained. And BBSs would dial each other, and eventually some standard was made for BBSs to dial each other and share this data back and forth. And Fidonet. That was I'm sorry, that, that sounded like a statement. That was actually a question directed at Eric. Oh, yeah. There was a Fidonet that was created, which was the first spoken network spoken hub networking to deliver mail between different BBSs and and around the world, in fact. Uh, Fidonet spread from America all the way over to Russia, uh, Australia, Japan, uh, everywhere in the world, basically. And so, the way it would. Hmm? I have a question about Fidonet, but basically how it how it got started. Was it one guy? He's like, I think my network is really awesome, and you guys should all talk to it. And so then everybody would post messages, and it would eventually make its way over to Fidonet. And then Fidonet would spread it around to the other BBSs, or uh, do, you, do you know? It kind of started from a, a group of people that ran BBSs and got together and came up with ideas. Opus was one of the first ones, in fact. Uh, C-Dog was one of the others that we're promising. And C-Dog is still used today. <laughs> Basically, wow. C-Dog is the Binkley term equivalent of... The Fidonet Transport Network, Trans, uh, yeah, FTN. So to, so, go ahead. I'm sorry, after you, Yara. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. So to answer the question of what it what it would be like if our primary communication platform was not the internet but BBSs, what does the internet do that BBSs can't? Obviously, that is a gigantic list, but the primary ones. I guess would be being able to have um, multiple requests going back and forth at the same time. For example, you can browse the web, stream music, and upload and download files all at the same time. I got two words. Tabbed browsing. (laughs) That wouldn't (laughs) exist. That definitely would not. 
Although I, I do think that uh, maybe a super fight on it would exist by now. Um, that would maybe uh, be a little bit more robust than than fight on it. And um, I don't I don't know how secure it would ultimately get. But if the government was talking to fight on it too, I, I imagine that parts of it would be sealed off or whatever. But anyway, super fight on it. I totally think that that would exist today if if our internet was uh or that what what if our internet was the bbs system only i think that we would have uh lots of different phytonets and then one main phytonet and then messages would just kind of trickle down different nets and uh every bulletin board would eventually have i, I guess everybody's messages that'd be a really big pain to go through all those emails or messages <laughs> oh um last thing for the history we left out a crucial part um the years when bbs's were were popular um, that was between the late 70s to mid-90s. Um, and they died out because the internet. At their peak, they ranged in the, ten, um, they ranged in the tens of thousands of um, accessible nodes, and now there's just a few hundreds, I guess you would say, maybe a thousand. There's several thousand still. Several thousand. Um but yeah, super fighternet. That seems plausible. Maybe at the very least we could have the ability to view inline images in some way, shape, or form. Yeah, in fact, um, there was a one of the last few BBSs that came out, uh, one of the software for that anyway, was actually called Excalibur, which was Windows-based. You had to use a Windows dialer, to, their, their client, to call in. And it, you could download and use the BBS at the same time in graphics. <laughs> Nifty. Yeah. Um, and there were also some early Mac clients as well that attempted to make a um, graphical uh, bulletin board system experience. So in that respect, we probably weren't far off. It just died too soon. Pretty much. Uh, I have another thing, too. Um so I I had I took I took down some notes. Actually, I took down lots of notes, and I don't really want to read through them all because it's too much. But one of the things that uh, caught my eye was um, I had mentioned uh, broadband, and uh, and and I, and I was wondering, okay, so if BBS was our only internet, and back then I I imagine the very 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 beginning of the BBS world, which I guess was around February 16, 1978. <laughs> no, I, I looked it up. Um, so um, I imagine that BBSs were pretty slow back then, even connecting to it, very slow modems, very slow baud modems and everything. Eventually, they sped up and BBSs became faster. And then the internet came out and then it was back to being slow again because we had to load all those text images and everything, all the websites for internet. And then eventually it became faster again. So I'm wondering if, if BBSs were only inter internet today, if broadband would have still have been invented, and uh, and then that would that would lead on to other things like uh, a BBS YouTube and stuff like that, but it would just be uh, trading video files at much faster speeds. So, what do you think? A broadband BBS world? Definitely an interesting possibility because two interesting points would be. Two BBSs that you probably don't know that existed, but you might have used in the past, still exist today. Well, one of them does. CompuServe, 
that started out as a BBS and AOL, America Online. I thought you were going to say Decker 7. <laughs> no, that, that, that's still around too, though. <laughs> so this is assuming that we have, when you say broadband, you mean just the, the size of the pipes and the speed of the pipes, but not having the internet protocol invented. Uh, so, so TCP IP, would you say, would you say there wouldn't be any, it wouldn't be packet switching uh, because BBS was our only uh, form of uh, internet? Well, BBS has died because of the internet. So just by mere invention of IP and TCP and TCP and the web, that's what made BBSs fall out of favor. So they both, while they do exist, they both can't exist and be and still have BBSs be the the most popular communication system. But if we if we do want to speculate on this route, I think the requirements would be there is no IP, there is no mm -hmm. um, TCP. But we're not using phone lines, or we are using phone lines, but we manage to get much, much faster speeds over the phone lines. Well, how about just simple connection? I mean, just removing the phone line part of BBS, of, of using the BBS has, I think that's that's been a tremendous benefit for, for BBS uh, sysops. Uh, we're doing that now. We just tell that into them. because we Right, right. But imagine if we had to, to actually occupy our phone lines. To, to log on. So now tons more people can log into the same BBS system than than back then when uh, I guess only as, as many what as many phone lines as, as, as it could handle? Yep. Pretty much. So so in the world today, tw 2016, um, December twentieth, <laughs> um, if if we still had if we still had just people dialing in, I don't think BBSs would have made it as uh, as mainstream, even with super Fido nets. If we still had to dial in to those, we couldn't be constantly connected and hitting refresh or you know whatever, uh, you know checking our messages and seeing the wall and seeing what people wrote uh, all the time. We'd have to eventually log off. Well, here's an interesting prospect for you. Back then, we did have. Novell Netware and Landmaster. Imagine if you were connecting through that to every computer in the in the world. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that would um so so wait, uh I don't I don't I don't know my my computing history uh really well, but didn't Novell not have a gateway out? I think you were stuck in the same in the same room or maybe they made it up later. I I don't know. I'm sure tons of people correct me, but uh, I don't. I don't know if they if they had a gateway out. If you had a way out the door, well, it would just be end up being broadcast to everybody. Everything that's going <laughs> on. <laughs> <laughs> it's like loud Uncle Jimmy over there in the corner, just just yelling, and then we'd have to be louder than him. So we would understand each other. So it would be like Twitter, but everyone is seeing everyone else's tweets all at the same time, whether they want to or not. That's right. Is that yeah. the same? Basically, yeah. <laughs> it would be hell reading through all that. <laughs> um, yeah. How about how about other things um, like e-commerce? Um, so That's interesting. I was thinking about I was thinking about ordering items. How, how do you how do you have an eBay or or an Amazon? Um, 
how do you have that on online on, on a BBS? How would you order? Uh, would you want to put in your credit card <laughs> information on there? And follow up question: Did that happen in the past? Um, actually, that did happen. You would be able to subscribe to various different BBSs for playing door games with multiple people. Um, you could buy. Uh, there were some auction sites. There was actually a company that ran a BBS that also ran a hardware company. You could go there, buy, buy computer parts and everything, uh, ironically called the PC board. <laughs> and you could actually look at their parts list on their BBS, but you couldn't pay for it that way on that particular one. But there was a lot of different ways. A lot of the times, though, that you would actually end up paying for something was by mail order. Like if you wanted to pay for a door game to buy and run on your own BBS, you would print out this little piece of paper and mail it to the, the authors with your money enclosed and do mm -hmm. an envelope and yeah. <laughs> so we very so well was... could be still doing that today if we didn't have the internet because the BBS uh, uh, BBSs really didn't have security in mind. That is correct. Or we might somehow still have some form of um, a public public key infrastructure, but geared to work with just a dial-in, store-and-forward system. Yep. Yeah, because most passwords were stored in clear text. They were transmitted in clear text. <laughs> so, I, I was thinking also, um, even even the stock market, so the internet pretty much opened the, the world to being able to trade. And and if you couldn't do it securely, then I think our stock market would definitely have been a lot more, more closed than it is today. Um, so that would affect world stocks as well. Economies, I mean, there, there's a lot of stuff that, that would have been infected. If, if you can't send uh, your information securely through BBS, I mean, yes, you can tunnel in and everything, uh, but that would be now, right, with our broadband. But back then, you couldn't really. So, so how would you make transactions like that? How would you order? How would how would you order? Uh, put in your credit card info information and hit hit submit. Just having a cart on the BBS boards. How would that how would that even work? A shopping cart. <laughs> well, they did have encryption, believe it or not. Um, yeah. Like for mail to mail, they had a, a like I think it was. CRC type encryption where they you would send the password in a CRC format, which back then was pretty good. And they also had MD5, uh, I think the early stages of MD5. So I okay. mean, it wasn't it wasn't like great encryption, but it, they did have encryption. Do you think they could they could use that to put in their their credit card information and and send it that way? No, not those particular technologies, but I'm sure by, by, if we, if we never had internet today, mm -hmm. we would still have encryption. Well, to, Good point. to add to this point, um, part of, I think part of, damn it, I had words. So if BBSs were still our primary form of communication, I think that they would still be much less mainstream even today, primarily because as we've seen in our research um, playing with um, Decker's Heaven and, and 
similar BBS systems. They're not easy. They're entirely keyboard driven, entirely text driven. Yes, um, the interface may have evolved over time, but the legacy of those would still be there and would still be a big part of it. And it's very likely that far fewer people would be able to appreciate that, which honestly might not be a bad thing. A lot of the security problems that we have now are because there is a financial incentive to um, just infecting and compromising billions and billions of devices in order to use them for uh, ne'er-do-welling way of, ways of making money. The, the, and the other thing that I think that's really good about the BDS era is that it encouraged people to own their own data and contribute to a larger community. Yes, you can run your own your own web server at your house and any of your own internet-based services at your house, but how many people do you know of that actually do that? And because you also have to have a phone line in order to be connected to, you're also playing sort of the part of the ISP, with the exception of the phone company. Uh, I'm going to agree with uh, Chris here. I think that the point-and-click interface was uh, was one of the turning points, uh, one of the main reasons why why internet became so popular. Besides, you know the the tab browsing that we didn't get to later and all that stuff, but uh, just the interface itself. Uh, using the BBS uh, board and and researching this, uh, which was amazing, by the way. Um, I uh, I definitely. I felt like there was some, not not very big, but there was a learning curve. Oh, okay, this is where you go. Oh, okay, all right. Let me let me let me try that. And and even just connecting to it, uh, I had to be familiar with uh, with Telnet or with whatever other program to connect to the BBS. So there is a slight learning curve. Uh, it's it's not a lot, but uh, but I do think that um, it would have discouraged, uh, you know, dummies, mom and dad. To, uh, to to go and, and, and want to actually uh, join a BBS and, and contribute to it all the time. Uh, also, like like Chris said, uh, I do like that uh, BBS is encouraged uh, contributing. So uh, so that was that was that's actually one of those things that it's uh, it's not 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 around nowadays as much. And there would likely be um, much more commercial involvement as well. Uh, for example, when, when you download a piece of software, you always go to the uh, software's website and you verify that you have the actual piece of software, not some, some virus, by going straight to the source. Well, say we still had an Amazon, say we still had, well, we, we, we would still have an Apple, but Apple would have, have their own BBS, Amazon might have their own BBS. Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera. And back then, there was much more commercial involvement as well. Whereas now, it's merely just a a hobbyist sort of thing. Absolutely. I know what we would still have. Go ahead. <laughs> I know what we wouldn't have actually, but um, we wouldn't have worms. This is true. Oh man. <laughs> worms the game or worms worms <laughs> worms the the internet automatic 
uh, malware, basically. Yeah. Because terminals yeah. couldn't transfer things like that over automatically. <laughs> Plus, it would require dialing in, and that gets expensive. Yes. Or it got yeah. expensive. I can still think of a of a few, you know, big multinational. Uh, I was going to say multinational corporations, although that would be pretty nefarious if they were to do that. But I'm sure somebody out there, some somebody out there would be dialing in to to cause chaos. Um, but but yeah, you're right, and um, and I, I'm not going to go that route. So <laughs> uh, I was going to say uh, worms the game, uh, which actually brings up another great point. So I know that there were online games in the BBS world. But will we have online games like we do today with the BBS system? Hmm, that's a very good possibility. Um, maybe. Uh, they were definitely getting into lots of multi-node capable games back then. You could play multiple people across on the same BBS and even uh, packet switching with other BBSs to where you could play like Baron Realms Elite and kill the guy that's in the universe on the another another BBS in the same city or even in a completely different country. If as long as you know it, it traversed fast enough, <laughs> <laughs> would it be possible to send packets through a BBS, but but from a from a different client? From let's say let's say I want to play Duke 3D, so I launch Duke 3D. Um, I wanted to start a network game, but it opened up a terminal session in the background to join this BBS. Is that is that possible? I'm just, I'm just right now I'm just bringing up all the stuff. Uh, well, trying Duke, to see if uh, Duke 3D existed when BBSs were already in their prime, and it's a completely separate technology. Uh, Duke, right. Duke Nukem games like it ran over. IPX and typically required a, a local LAN, um, whereas BBSs, the games were, at least back then, entirely text-based. Um, so I think what would more than likely ha happen is, um, for modern games is the games would still use their own um, separate bits of technology outside of the, the BBSs, but BBSs might be integrated, or BBS clients might be integrated into the games themselves for things like textual chat while you're playing the game. Or definitely uh, talking Super Fighternet, maybe at some point we'd have some sort of audio communication going by, by 2016. Mad Max World where only BBSs exist. I was thinking of something like a lobby and you have a room where you can you can join other players and and then create create a, a separate room for for them to join this, this this game. So in this BBS world um you think that this could be possible by having the BBS be just the chat the lobby system, the one that connects people together and then it would launch a completely separate program to put these people together in one room. So the BBS would have to talk to this separate program then, because he would have to grab users from the BBS. Yeah, that could be done on the part of the uh, BBS client, but um, 
that wouldn't be hard. Just back then, it was never thought of. Yeah, and that's very true. Um, there was one, a few games out that actually had like little bits of graphics, like um, let's see, Land of Devastation, one of my favorite all-time games. They had a LOD client which was full graphics, VGA graphics. That is, <laughs> it was also the terminal program that you would you would uh, start the game with or start the BBS connection with. You'd go into the game and then you'd get full graphics of everything that you could go on and you could play a graphical game with a lot of other people at the same time. But it was all run through a single BBS. So we should get this this topic done with and out of the way now. Porn. That was... Uh, <laughs> um, BBSs were obviously used sure for, happened back then. for, for uh, trading porn. Uh, photographs or ASCII porn, which is drawings made of just text. Um, but the question is, considering that uh, pornography is always on the forefront of, of, of technology, would we have the likes of um, the larger porn websites that we have now? Or do you think it would be, I don't know, maybe entirely a more of a subscription based model. Hmm. Subscription based BBSs. Like, they definitely had subscription BBSs. Like how would the, the, the BBS version of Pornhub work? Hmm. You would pay for access to a special area of the BBS and download one by one either pictures, videos, but nothing live. Hmm. It would have really nice title screen, a really nice title screen. And it would have <laughs> really nice ANSI art. They would be all about the ANSI art. Yeah, yeah. Um, that That's actually really interesting. I wonder what the porn industry would have done with the, uh, I, don't, I don't know what to call this, the BBS internet? I don't know, whatever. But I wonder what they would have done with this by now. Um, I, I guess we wouldn't be able to have live feeds or anything like that. Uh, chat was still around, image trading, uh, videos. Um, nothing like YouTube, right? You, you couldn't really load the video on the, on the BBS itself. Nope. You would have to download it. But yeah. we are assuming that we've had 20 years of development for, for BBS clients. They're more than likely completely graphical clients now running on a modern operating system. Yeah, by now there definitely would be, especially with, like I said earlier, Excalibur was already getting to that point, but they didn't make it very far because they were at the end of the of the of the mm. the lifespan of BBSs. So really, mm. it might not be that much different. Um, you would just have yeah. uh, spe specific BBSs for specific companies and topics, very much like we have now. You go to Amazon site for Amazon stuff. You go to Google site for Google stuff. We might even have, well, actually, I, I'm assuming that there weren't. Were there BBS search engines? Um, not technically. There were bulletin board lists that were traded amongst BBSs at times, and sometimes just locally isolated on each one. But it did get to the point where you could transfer BBS lists across 
And of course, then you also had the Fathernet node list, which is a was a huge, uh, what, 20 megabyte, which was huge, file of nothing but comma-separated values of BBSs. Which eventually, that list, the Fathernet list, became automatically generated, if I remember reading correctly. For the, for the most part, yeah. It's still manually touched, but it's they've got generators now for it. Because the problem with the uh, handwritten list was phone numbers would fall out of service, then we'll go to someone else, and then people would be getting calls from a BBS at 3 in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> Every morning. Every morning. <laughs> um, I guess uh, <laughs> I wrote down Netflix and Skype. Uh, that's I guess that's out of the question then. If you couldn't have anything, uh, no live porn feeds, and I guess you wouldn't have Skype either. <laughs> well, Maybe direct, uh, maybe direct connections. Uh, what 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 we don't have with the internet, what well, what we don't have without the internet is packet switching, which makes all of this accessible. Just the notion of you can just send out a packet, and um, then router after router after router after router sends it along its way eventually to its destination. A BBS is a direct connection, so maybe a B Maybe uh, bulletin board clients could facilitate some, you know, three-way, four-way communication. Um, maybe they may have had some streaming te technology built in, but ultimately we will still be limited by the direct connection nature of it. Yep, which might mean you would be seeing your porn locally in your local neighborhood. <laughs> Telling everybody about it. <laughs> Locally grown, cage-free porn. No antibiotics used ever. But, uh, Unless you wanted to pay that long distance fee, of course. Of course. <laughs> actually, uh, or that nine hundred number. <laughs> actually, no antibiotics and porn do not go well together. There will be a lot of diseases. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, so I think that um, I think that our version of Netflix would be. Probably a little bit different. Uh, maybe, maybe instead of um, instead of going into the site, hitting play, hitting resume when you get to, or, or actually just having different uh, devices and everything, you would just uh, you know to, to log into to Netflix like a tablet and whatnot. Uh, actually, let me retract. You could probably have tablets that you have to log into BBS the BBS system, and then you can get to your Netflix again. I'm not sure about the resume function, but 2016, man, that's a lot of years of development. So we'd have some form of streaming, is what I'm saying. Or uh, if we didn't have streaming, but we still had a Netflix-like entity, it would be possible to have a BBS set up because uh, uh, BBSs could send and receive files. Um, it could be set up to where you could download the 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 video for a a specific length of time and then they would simply expire and then you would be left with a uh, drm encrypted blob which would be broken and undone nine ways of sundays like it always like it always is but still assuming the direct connection nature um no streaming if I were going to set up a Netflix-style service, that's how I would do it. You you rent, but you still download it locally. 
So the BBS will give you your, your download code. Um, another server process on the back end would go and prep it for your download that only you could do, and then you would download it, and then after some time, it would expire. I'm I have a... Uh, go ahead. I'm done. <laughs> I, uh, I've been writing down a list of things that we would still have if our internet was the BBS, and, and this is not that bad. So far, I have email, chatting, some form of streaming, ordering products, uh, ordering products depending on the security, you know, uh, uh, porn, classifieds, social media, what, uh, watching movies, I mean, uh, downloading movies. Uh, it's, um, <laughs> it's starting not to look that, uh, that Mad Max-ish. What about ordering food? I guess it would be the same thing as ordering products, right? Would each restaurant have their own BB, BBS node running on running on premises, or would they all log into a, a central one for their restaurant? Hmm, that might be. I would think, depending on how the phone companies went, anyway. You know, back then, long distance was long distance, and local was local. If they kept it where where you were local calls, and long distance was extra. Then probably each restaurant or whatever would have their own kiosk that basically BBS server in their shop, since they've already got a computer anyway. And they would let you just log in and do your orders there, and then you'd drive up and then go get your food. Very likely. And since BBSs can um, connect to other BBSs and you can read the contents of one from another you would probably have things like, say, Jimmy John's. Uh, there would be a central Jimmy John's BBS node that gave access to all the local nodes, and you would just order uh, you would just order directly through that. Or Definitely. You would log into your local BBS system, and then that would connect to the Jimmy John's BBS system. Yep, absolutely. And then you would place your order... And then you have to wait until 3 a.m. when uh, phone time is cheaper. And then the messages will get sent through and you will get your meal tomorrow. <laughs> Slightly cold. Um, I think that uh, a lot of the places would have their, their BBS address. So, sort of like how we have our, our uh, www.jimmyjohns.com. Oh, yeah. Well, so that would that would be the, the marketing, I guess. Your BBS address was a phone number. With a phone number, if they didn't, if we never made it past phones, then yes. Yeah. I think the huh. the existence of BBSs as the dominant form of online services implies that it's still phones. Okay, fair enough. Uh, I would hope that we have faster phone phone lines, uh, much faster, to to download those movies and all that porn. Yeah, I mean we do have DSL, which is based on similar technologies, mm -hmm. going through the phone line. <laughs> yeah, so that's comparable yeah. to what we could have. 
so 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 we don't have to necessarily dial it just needs to be through the phone is that the uh the limitation here uh, when we're talking about bbs's and and the possibility of our bbs uh internet uh i guess we wouldn't really uh we would either dial to bbs or we would have this this uh we would all have dsl and i guess that would connect it to some form of server that would bring us out to the main Super FidoNet? Yeah, absolutely. I'm actually uh, finding it much harder to imagine what the BBS scene would look like with 20 years of development than I thought it would be. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're trying to predict a, a future that that never existed. Um, the big benefit that we had going from BBSs to the internet was it was just starting over entirely. We we scrapped everything. I mean, sure we took some of the ideas, but I have a thought though. <laughs> right now, who's the dominant power on the on the information world? Cable companies, sometimes okay. phone companies. But if BBSs were still in existence, would we still have that kind of dominance in cable companies or phone companies? Yeah, and phone companies <laughs> might do. Do any phone companies own a media conglomerate? Uh, Not AT and T and Directv? No, no, like uh, yeah. Oh yeah, I guess you're right there. I yeah, AT and T owns DirecTV. So I was thinking like Comcast and NBC. Oh, okay, like a media content pro provider kind of right. thing. They no. control uh, the Time Warner and the content. Oh, Time Warner Cable, right? No, not a phone company. Hmm. I don't know. I'd have to look that up. Actually, that's feasible. I mean, possibly having uh, mergers like AT and T and CBS, something like that, AB. Or NBC, or insert your large media network here. Yeah, that would be an interesting difference. <laughs> the phone company owns the media, not the cable companies. <laughs> what about ads? I think advertising, as we have it now, might be a lot different. Because at least back when BBS was put in their prime, you would have ad sections. You, you would just go and look for ads. Yeah, like a a classify session with the internet, people were able just to shove ads in our face. So no pop-ups. In order for ads to become as annoying as they are now, they would have to be inserted into regular uh, regular BBS content. So you, I can imagine all kinds of deals being uh, um, being drawn up uh, where sysops would be paid to make money by inserting ads or having uh, programs that automatically insert ads into your email, into um, into the uh, message forums, um, into door games. Pay a subscription uh, to play the door game, ad-free. <laughs> Man, and would you really be able to run Adblock or anything like that on a, no. on a BBS? Actually, no. <laughs> You'd because, be stuck watching no. it. Because... Flashing text. <laughs> Adblock works because of the nature of the internet. You can have uh, things brought in from multiple sources uh -huh. all at once, 
at the same time. Ad blockers work by just blocking the using a list of rules based on the domains that the ads are coming from. And now they're beginning to to get around it by serving it up as first party content. They'll proxy to the they'll reverse proxy to the ad networks or uh, use something like uh, WebSockets and it'll look as if it's coming from the first party source, which ad blockers won't touch. So that's what BBS is would be like. It like you would just it would just be done in a single request. You would have your your message and your ad in your face. So I mean, if you wanted to block it, you would have to block the entire message because it, it's all it's all coming in as one request. Yeah, and advertisements were sometimes done during the login process of a BBS. So if you wanted to get access to certain other features of the BBS, like more time, more download ratios or whatnot, you would, you know, get this nice little ad as you're logging in. <laughs> you can't avoid it. Wow. Yeah. Here's a question. Uh, chatting. Instant messaging. I noticed on Decker's Heaven, when you have a, a private message, uh, just one-on-one, -on -one, it's sending every single keystroke as you're typing it, as yep. you are typing it. Was that typical for That was actually very – that was one of the normal things, actually, with at least one-on-one -on -one chats, uh, like node-to-node -node chat or even sysop-to-user to chat. That was the common split-screen chat. In fact, one of the first ones was – just before the split screen came up was you would ha you'd have a blank screen and you would both type at the same time typing over each other's <laughs> each other's words it was even worse wow so there was yeah. only one cursor it wasn't like a true collaborative uh text editing where there are two cursors right <laughs> so uh, since as technology progresses, we we rarely throw things out. We only tend to um, tend to iterate. It would be interesting to see modern forms of that. I remember um, in early versions of iChat, Apple's iChat, when it was still called iChat, there was a mode where it would it it would work like that. It would send the words as you type them. Um, oh yeah, but that was not on by default. So I think that if it were today, messaging with each other would still be very much like that, and that might also be a good thing because it would encourage you to think before you type much more. Yes, definitely. No hate chatting, no hate typing, and then oh, okay, I'm not going to say that. Backspace, backspace, backspace. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> What about anonymity? Um, I know that part of the appeal of BBSs was for the internet-like anonymity that they brought, but Fidonet has um, had and has a rule that you have to use your full name in order to contribute. Um, how does that work? How, how do they verify it? Um, there were several ways to verify it. Either you'd actually have to go meet them in person, <laughs> or, you know, there, there was pretty much no anonymity. Uh, Filernet was the one that really made that requirement that you had to have real names in posts so that they could, 
and they were really never verified, actually, for the most part. Was it as controversial back then as um, um, as uh, Google? Man, I think it was Google. Was it Google or Twitter? One a while back, wanna... some large company mandated full names. Hmm. A lot of people were uncomfortable giving their real names, and sometimes they never did. Uh, but yeah, I guess it would still be a, uncomfortable as it as it was then, as it is basically today. So, are you saying that if you're on FidoNet, you couldn't type something like uh, first name Seymour, <laughs> last name Butts? <laughs> that is correct. <laughs> Unless it was really your real name. In which case, they felt sorry for you. I mean, if they're not checking. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I told uh, – uh, uh, I had a friend that happened to be named after a famous author. Mm-hmm. And he was on Federnet in the uh, author's uh, messaging form. And his name happened to be you know, one of those very big, well-known names. And he got flamed for it left and right saying, you're not that author. And he's like, no, I'm not. Uh, 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 this is my name, though. <laughs> <laughs> that reminds me of Office Space and Michael Bolden. So if Michael <laughs> Bolden was on FidoNet. <laughs> uh, oh, oh, I got one. I got one. Um, what about updating software? Uh, I know it could be done through the BBS. You would just have to download the, the I guess, the next patch. But I am, uh, I'm thinking about, um, about uh, updating, update, updating computers, I guess would be, computers would be a lot less safe, uh, because people would actually have to log in or, or dial in to the BBS system to see if there are software patches. The computer won't, wouldn't tell them that there is a software patch available. It might send them a reminder saying, Hey, check your, uh, check your BBS, uh, for, for any updates, but, but I think that we still have people running, you know, Windows XP Service Pack One and not two <laughs> stuff like that. Um, you know, updates would that'd be interesting. Uh, updating all kinds of stuff that would uh, that, that'd be something. Uh, and 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 phones too. Phones have the uh, they update apps all the time. So in here, I guess you'd have to dial in first through your phone and then pick up all your updates. Yeah, that is definitely a possibility, although the nature of BBSs on the hub-and-spoke ideology, we wouldn't all be connected to one mass mm-hmm. uh, network, so it would be not as much of a security issue. Okay. It is. Well, with patches, they also bring uh, enhancements, too, and things like that, but I guess unless there was a commercial about it or some sort of massive uh message that was sent out through the super fido net that everybody needed to download uh this patch so they could get the next release of whatever um that that would that would be an, i think that would be a, a an issue with uh, having computers with really outdated software it might be feasible that updater software could have a bbs client of a sort built in for example if Microsoft wanted to have Windows updates, uh, they would run a gigantic, impossibly large Microsoft update BBS 
where their updater software would have a specialized BBS client built in that would go and check against their central hub and um, automatically dialed in, uh, uh, dial in when you're not uh, using your computer. Um, have the ability to check available versions against what you have locally installed, do the downloading, and run it. But it would never scale because of the spoken hub nature of BBSs. But that might work out because, assuming that we're still using BBSs, we might not be at the mass that we are now with the internet. It's an interesting concept. I mean, Microsoft could run like an 800 number, which would be on their dime. <laughs> yeah, they can afford it. This is very That's true. interesting. Yeah. Speaking of automated systems, were there BBS-based bots back then? Because we would definitely have them today. Um, definitely. Uh, would there be? I don't know. Definitely possible because they did have war dialers. War dialers. I don't know. Yes, war dialers were very much similar. You know, have you ever seen the movie War Games? Yes. Yes. Um, he puts his, his phone on the handset and basically starts dialing everything. That was called a war dialer, the original war dialer. And basically calling every single phone number in an area and trying to find a, a system that he could log into. Well, he found one. <laughs> mm -hmm. It happened to be the Whopper, but... <laughs> <laughs> Would you like to play a game? <laughs> Sure, I'll just play thermonuclear war. <laughs> yeah, when <laughs> so they did have that, huh? That's, so uh... okay, so twenty years, um, and I'm saying twenty years because 1996. That was when BBSs went from most popular to next year basically dead, or that that was when the the steep decline began. So twenty years of 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 development of war dialers. Um, Bot's intent on um, spreading malware. Um, Eric, with your experience, based on what you've seen, how what what do you think we would see today for uh, for bots and BBSs? Well, it would be a little bit more difficult for bots to actually work as effectively because each BBS was different. They're Registration was always a different format, so parsing that out would require a, a lot of, of of work, especially ripping out all the all the special characters that are involved in ANSI and getting to it. What it's actually asking, like, is it asking for my real name? Is it asking for my alias? Is it asking for a phone number? Just to be able to create an account in the BBS first off. <laughs> So bots would be a lot more difficult in some ways. So assuming that the the the, the login system and and all that stuff was somewhat standardized in that time between then and now. What um and that solved that problem. What is in the realm of possibility of what bots could do for uh, good and for bad 
within the limitations of um, uh, bulletin board systems, assuming that all the login systems were the same, all the registration systems were the same. We finally agreed on it. Um, the possibility would be transmitting malware still, viruses. Uh, of course, PBSs did sometimes do virus scans when you uploaded files. Uh, spam mail across uh, Fidonet and, and other networks that were similar. Uh, advertisements could be posted through mail and not stopped very easily. Uh, since PBSs are, they have the, the message board, they have the, the walls and everything. I mean, it seems like a, a bot would just ruin that. I mean, they could just trash the whole the whole BBS board. Uh, people would log in and just see a bunch of trash, really. Yep, definitely. Handling BBSs would 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 be something that would keep a, a sysop at night. <laughs> or even better, the the bot could sit there and page this up all night long. <laughs> Back then, the, the pager was actually an audible beep or some kind of sound. <laughs> Um, Security-wise, considering that now we see things like um, malware being hidden um, via steganography in the image of of an advertisement, and things like uh, just um, a while back, just merely rendering a maliciously formed font being able to take over a Windows machine. Um, we've seen thousands of cases like that um, since then. And back then, that really wasn't a consideration. I could imagine that drive-by um, drive exploits would still happen in a media-centric world, but it would be due to a malicious server or potentially a malicious client. Um, either some flaw in the server software um, would allow the server to be compromised um, from the client side or vice versa. So maybe worms might not be impossible because back then we just built it, said, hey, it works and didn't really um, didn't really bang on it that much to find out how secure it was. It's a very good point. Um, but, yeah, because go ahead. But 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 we'd have we'd have twenty plus years of development. I think that they might have gotten better. The good thing is that because of BBSs, that just the nature of it and the, the nature of just having to log into that server. I don't think as many people would be infected as as today being uh, sharing. Uh, sh sharing that that same virus, um, I don't know. I mean, maybe. I mean, now that I'm thinking about it, would they be? If would they would it infect their client, their computer, their client computer, and if they were to log into another BBS system, it would infect that server. Possibly, no. you could have things like uh, a flaw in the way that a, that a piece of um, a flaw in the way that a BBS client renders ANSI art or just ANSI characters in general, could allow a maliciously crafted piece of ANSI art to, to take over the system. 
Yes. And then when that person dials into another BBS, you think it would it could it could infect that server? Maybe so that, not the that server. Would transmit I mean, it that way. Say you stuck it right in the NCR login image. It would be like a watering hole attack, um, and it would be more difficult to infect the server from the client, but it could probably still happen. Interesting. Because uh, every piece of, of technology we have started with zero security in mind. BBSs are no exception. And it's only in the past, I don't know, five or ten years that we started getting really, really good at breaking everything because of of that non-secured legacy. Yeah, that's that's a pretty good point, too. Um like one of the first few exploits that I personally saw was a simple page, like a simple message somebody wrote to somebody, and it happened to have the words plus, 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 A-T-H, which was the hang-up signal for a modem. Oh, no. Now, <laughs> some modems would actually listen to the external side for that kind of thing instead of only on the local side. <laughs> so that would hang up your modem every single time you saw that message. Huh. It's like making your gamer tag Xbox turn off and getting people yeah. to say that out loud by trolling them. <laughs> oh, wow. Yep. Uh, gentlemen, for, uh, I hate to cut this short, but we are getting to that one hour mark. Um, I wanted to, to reiterate uh, this thing that I've been writing down while we've been talking. So I have here, if... We had, if our internet was only uh, BBS based or our BBS internet. If we had no uh, internet and only BBSs. Only BBSs. I have that we would still have email, chatting, some form of streaming, ordering products, uh, porn, classifieds, dating, social media, downloading movies, online games, updating software, malware, and viruses. So we would still have all of that. We could just do it one at a time. Just one at a time. <laughs> All right. Um, well, uh, unless you guys have anything else to add to to this uh, topic, um, I'm good. All right. I think we should wrap it up, Eric. Uh, it's been a pleasure. Thank you yeah. so much. Um, yes, thank you. Yeah. Uh, just uh, going through your site, uh, it was an amazing experience. Uh, it, it definitely brought me back, and I and I loved it. It was great. Well, that's what I'm around for. <laughs> oh, um, yeah, pe if people of peace nostalgia, sorry. If anyone does want to um, look at um, Eric's BBS, it is um, you just have to telnet into uh, BBS dot dot com. That's D E C K E R S H E A V E N dot com. Um, a good BBS client to start with would be uh, one called SyncTerm. And I guess we'll have to find a way to make some show notes because now we have some notes to put in the show notes. So I will make that happen and put all that stuff in there. We'll figure it out. Thank you so much, Eric. Absolutely. My pleasure. All right. All right. Thank you, everyone. Thank you. I'm Euro. Oh, we're starting now. What? <laughs>
<laughs> okay. Are we doing this again? Are you ready, Eric? Yeah. Are you recording? Yeah. Me too. Let me get the notes. Okay. okay. I'm ready. Fine. Okay. All right. <laughs> I'm Euro. I'm Chris. And, and this I'm is Sporkbomb. Damn it, no one. <laughs> what happened to Eric? Okay. <laughs> well, wait, we have to introduce Eric. Yeah, that yes, was... that's true. Okay. <laughs> so, Euro, Chris, no and. This is Forkbaum. Let me take the and out of the notes, because I'm going to read off the notes. 